0: Yeah, I'm excited about um, this afternoon. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. I know there's there's always a lot of reasons why maybe we um, we can't come to church or shouldn't because the week has dealt us whatever it's dealt us, right? And, um, and if we're feeling up to it, then sometimes it's easier to come. But thanks for coming. I think this is just great for us to be able to connect again and... Um, Get around one another, worship, and get our eyes focused on Jesus. It's such a wonderful time of the week. I just love that worship. Did you guys enjoy that? It's just fun, isn't it? You know, there's something, um, I don't know why, but there seems to be um, something in the afternoon to the evenings when I get into worship, whether I'm just um, not as preoccupied with, uh, I guess, the day. Like, my, my thinking in terms of, like, um, is there any chance we can just get pads and no keys? Is that all right? Sorry, I'm, I'm getting very specific over here. Um, thank you so much, Josh. You're a champion. Um, there's something about, like, you know, when you wake up in the morning? I don't know if you get this, but um, I just have so much that I'm thinking about. Like, I'm just waking up and I'm going, okay, so what's happening? What's happening for lunch? Oh, it's Sunday in the afternoon, we got this person to meet. Oh, and then the evening, I got to prepare for the whole week. And so I'm already planning all these things in my head, just already just getting my brain filled with what my day's going to look like. But sometimes in the afternoon to the evening, um, I don't know, my my day's almost done. There's not really a whole lot more to think about besides sleep, right? (laughs) So I'm just coming to church and I'm just able to, with an empty mind, and... A heart ready to receive, just like I just kind of come, and it's just so lovely. And during worship, you know, I just, you know, that saying like deep calls onto deep, right? Deep calls onto deep. So like the the depth of God, where He wants us to go, He's calling in the, into the deep areas of your life, and He wants to draw things out of you. He wants to connect with you. In brand new ways, right? And sometimes during worship, you know, you'll, you'll hear a song and that song just connects with you right now in this moment. And some call it emotion, right? And it can be emotional when when we connect with that song. But sometimes it's the Spirit of God just wanting to enlighten you. Hey, remember me. Remember me over those situations. Remember me over those emotions and I just wanted to draw attention to that because I think it's really important for us when we want to connect with God, but sometimes it happens or the way that we think it needs to happen, it doesn't happen in that way and then the encounter of God is lost. It's been there. He's connecting with you and even at times you're connecting with Him, but totally oblivious to the fact that I'm actually communing with God right now. As we're worshiping and your heart's going, oh, it's just, I just like that song. I'm just really liking that song. Did anybody have that at all this afternoon as we're worshiping? Was there moments in worship where you're like, oh, that was nice. Did anybody have that at all? I hope you guys all had that, all right? But if you didn't, you can have that. I'm just drawing attention to the obvious. That is actually the Spirit of God, my friends. The Spirit of God drawing you close. Drawing you close as we can let the day go. It's amazing how what we're experiencing during worship, what we're singing about, we can connect with that And it becomes this thing where you're like, like for me, you will hear me just scream sometimes. It's not because I'm trying to get you excited. It's because that's the only thing I know how to do because I'm about to explode and I'm just trying to contain it. And there's moments where I'm like, yes, yes, God. And that's because of what he's exploding in my spirit. It's connection with God. And this week um, I've been thinking about fellowship of the Holy Spirit, how we fellowship with him in our day and in our week and the awareness that I think God wants us to have of him because when you are aware of God in your life, when you're aware of that like, whoa that feeling, that was that God? When you when you begin to understand that that's God, you see Him everywhere. And when you see God everywhere, it builds faith in your life for the impossible. It gives you hope. And it's not just a scripture that you, you run to in the week when you need it, but it's something that you're just aware of. Like, God is with me, I've encountered Him here, there, there, there. I'm, I'm feeling Him in my life, I just know that He's with me. And that in itself builds hope. It builds hope. And then when you connect it to Scripture, your hope is connecting to the truth of God and you're deciding something. I'm deciding to believe. I've had a great week. It's been good. (laughs) Not because it hasn't had its challenges or anything, but I think God has just been showing me the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Like the Holy Spirit's not an it, it's not just some random manifestation or, or power, but it's actually the third person of God, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. And when we can begin to understand how amazing that is, how powerful that is, your days start to get a little bit better, your weeks start to get a little bit better, your months start to get a little bit better. Because when we get run into a corner where you can't change anything, you have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Fellowship. Talking to Him. Man, have I ever been talking to the Holy Spirit. And it has been so amazing, guys. Just talking to the Holy Spirit. And if you're someone that's in my park or around my area where I walk, and you look at me in the mornings or in the evenings when I'm returning from work, you would think that I'm possibly a schizophrenic and need some medical attention. But let me tell you, friends, I don't need medical attention. I'm just walking in the awareness that God is with me. Fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I was thinking, you know, we we have this incredible relationship that we have with the Holy Spirit who wants to explode stuff into your life. Like He literally wants to explode stuff into your life. And if we're friends with Him and we're having fellowship with Him, there's some things that we can begin to do to make this more real for you. Because I have a lot of friends in Canada that are like, God's not even real. Well, it doesn't change the fact that He is. And so, even when you think He's not real, it doesn't change the fact that He is. Even when you don't think God is with you, it doesn't change the fact that He is. Even when you don't feel like you've got power on the inside of you to overcome, it doesn't change the fact that it is. The power of the Holy Spirit to overcome, to be in communion with Him. And this is one of the great things, guys, is that we all have... Mates that were really good mates with, and the mates that were kind of mates with, and mates that were like really, 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 really good mates with. And all of those relationships that we have, they require different levels of vulnerability and trust. Vulnerability and trust. This is literally, these are the building blocks for anybody to have a relationship with anybody. Vulnerability and trust. How much can I trust? The Holy Spirit. How much can I trust Him? How vulnerable can I be with the Spirit of God, right? And I think this is where we need to just start getting deeper. The awareness of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. You know, Paul says this amazing thing to to the Corinthian church. In 2 Corinthians 13, right at the end, he's, he's leaving a message for the church. And he says, have communion with the Holy Spirit. Commune with Him. And that word communion, I'm going to do a Ben here. This is like a word, word, nerd, nerd, word thing. Koinonia, sharing in fellowship, partnership. He says, I want you guys to, to fellowship with Him, to be in partnership with Him, to be sharing in the victories of the Holy Spirit. Sharing in that. And when we begin to do that, it's, it's amazing how your life intertwines with something greater than how well your day is going. You know, just, just yesterday, me and Shri, I'm going to share a few testimonies today because I feel like I just want to give God some glory with some really cool stuff that he's been doing but you know God says things to us at times that um, that builds hope it builds encouragement it builds depth in you and amazes you at time and we had a word um, it was last year March there were some guys that were prophesying over myself and Sri we're on a zoom call we're in zoom land and they zoomed in and they said hey we got some words for you and uh, we said okay Land it, come on! We we want some words from God, you know. We'd love to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, right? And so they started dropping bombs on us, and some of them we felt were like, for now, we're like, yeah, that feels really good. And then there's other ones that um, that just kind of we're just hanging in midair. We we're just a little unsure about those words, right? And yesterday we just decided to just bring up that um, that recorded. Word that was given to us and we press play, and we're listening. We're listening to what these guys on the other side of the planet heard the Lord say to me in Shri, and we're going, "Holy smokes!" Like we are literally about to step in and walk in this right now. I's it amazing, the timing of the Lord, my friends, remembering. You know, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. What are we remembering? How are we engaging with the Spirit of God? And one of the cool things is is that sometimes we go through seasons where we're just in lack of the communion. We're tired. We're overwhelmed. We're We're just not talking to God. We're not with Him the way that we know we should. We're just doing life and sometimes life without God but the great thing is is that we can come straight back into communion with him communion communion talking with God letting God know what your day is like I promise you he's not afraid of your words he's not afraid of where you're at and what you think he already knows that anyway but there's something really special About this relationship, remember, it's trust and vulnerability. How vulnerable are we willing to get? We're willing to lay it all down and say, God, I don't even know if you're real. I don't even know why I'm going to church. God, I hate my job. God, I don't even know what's going on with my spouse. God, I don't know what's going on at work. I absolutely hate my job. See, he's just not afraid of those things, but he's so interested in being a part of those things. You know why? He wants to release power. As long as you're doing life alone, you're doing it without him. It doesn't mean that he's not there. He is there, but you're choosing to do life without him. But the fellowship with the Holy Spirit is you walking Handing him with God and just saying, I want to be vulnerable. I want to be real. I want to give you my life, God. I don't know what that means right now. I've heard it preached a billion times. I've heard every sermon on YouTube about this. I don't know how to do it. But Holy Spirit, would you make this real for me? I want the encounter of God in my life. Help me to see you more. When you start talking to God like that, it's amazing how you start seeing Him. See, He's all around, guys. He's all around. He is all around, and He wants to move. So I love this communion thing. Communion, every morning, waking up and just saying, Good morning, Holy Spirit, how are you? ah, I'm tired, oh man, I don't know if I can do this week, but man, I know you're with me. Help me, Holy Spirit, help me, help me. That's the only word that I have. And when I run out of words, guys, I begin to pray in the Spirit. I just pray in the Spirit. And if you don't know how to speak in tongues, you can today. We can just pray for you, and you can receive the gift of tongues. It's an incredible gift. When we run out of words... There's this thing called, like, praying in the Spirit. We begin to pray in the Spirit, and it builds your spirit man up. You get yourself out of the flesh and into the Spirit. And I love how Paul writes, when we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. When we get out of the flesh, we have answers. We have more peace. We have the ability to walk in our week and our day just knowing God is with me. Well, what has that changed? It has changed everything. The way that you see life today. The way that you see your, your week, your month. God is with me. So I'm not praying prayers like, God, would you would you get rid of Sam? I hate that guy. He's at work. And man, he, he doesn't treat me right. Oh my gosh, man. You're saying, God, thank you. Thank you for an opportunity and it's amazing how God gives you an opportunity to be Jesus to that person you just see it differently guys this is the power this is the power being released when you fellowship when you commune with the Holy Spirit fellowshipping and communing it's not just about a little thing of juice and some crackers that we eat every once in a while it can be that and glory to God let it hit the mark when it's there but connecting with God you know, I had this, this crazy moment, right? There's a young guy that came into DTS and he really wanted to speak in tongues. And I said, all right, mate, well, let's just, let's just go out and pray. Like, it's a free gift. There's nothing special about me, but let's just go out. I'll just stand with you in faith. Everything is received by faith, by faith. And so I prayed for him and he had a hard time opening his mouth. He thought God might you know, magically open his mouth, and God didn't. And I said, all right, bro, well, let's just, uh, let's just try to open our mouths. That, that's our act of faith, all right? And so I walked with him, and I said, man, maybe just follow me. You know how Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ? I said, why don't you follow me as I follow Christ in this, right? And I said, shokara, kapa, ya, ya, kaka, ka, 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 you, know? you know? And he just started rolling, and he didn't really know what was going on. And about five minutes into it, we're just walking up and down the soccer field here, right? I could instantly tell as soon as he just let go. It doesn't make sense to speak in tongues in the mind, but it's a spiritual thing that builds your inner man up. It doesn't need to make sense to the mind. It's actually one of the only gifts for you to build yourself up in your holy faith. And so here we are walking and... He's just going for it, going for it, going for it. And I just had this thought. I might stop him and ask him, "What's happening? Are you hearing anything? Are you feeling anything? Not that you have to, but what is happening?" And I said, "So, um, how do you feel?" And he goes, "Well, I don't know if God's really on this." And I said, "Okay, well, what do you mean by that? Like, look, like, what do you feel?" He goes, "Well, my my whole body's numb. This side of my body feels like it's on fire right now." And I said, "David." <laughs> I said, that's the presence of God. He had no grid, no grid for the presence of God. He would have walked away from that, not even knowing that that was God. Can you see how important it is to have fellowship with God, to go, that inside thing, when we're worshiping and you're like, oh, I feel that, that is God. God that is the Holy Spirit trying to touch you, say, here I am, wake up, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. He wants to wake you up to encounter the presence of God. He's just so wonderful. So I let David know, I said, hey bro, I I think that might be God. (laughs) He's like, really, really? And I was like, absolutely, bro. That's the Lord on you right now. He got so excited. So excited. Just absolutely blew up. He's like, oh my gosh, I encountered God. It's amazing. I've had so many testimonies like that where people were getting touched by God, but they didn't know what it was. They had no idea. When I first got saved, I seen a cloud in the church. I had no idea that that was even anything that was biblical. I knew nothing about the Bible. I smelt the fragrance of heaven the day that I got saved. I had no idea that was even a thing. So I just, I didn't know that that was an encounter with God. I had no idea. All I was saying was, I'm smelling incredible smells right now. What is that smell? What is that smell? And someone says, well, I'm wearing perfume. And I'm like, this is not perfume. I cannot describe it to this day. I have no words that can describe what I smell." And then six, eight months down the track, I hear in the Psalms how David talks about the fragrance of the Lord. I hear other testimonies of people encountering the same thing. See, the encounter of God is there for us. When we become aware, we become aware. Oh my gosh, God is here. He is here. He is here. It builds your faith. It builds your faith. And it causes you to see God more frequently. In John 14, 26-27, Jesus is speaking to His disciples and I'm paraphrasing here. He just says, hey guys, it's actually better for me to go so that the Holy Spirit can be poured out. For He will bring to your remembrance all the things that I say and do. He will teach you. He will show you. He will remind you. He's the great Holy Spirit. He's the teacher. He's the comforter. We just need to receive that. We need to believe that, right? The Holy Spirit embodies the fullness of God. And so, when you get, this might be an obvious thing, but I'll just state the obvious. When you get born again, when when little kids get born again, they receive the whole Holy Spirit. It's not baby Holy Spirit. There is no baby Holy Spirit. It's the full Holy Spirit. So instantly when you get born again, you get filled with the Spirit of God and the encounter is there. You can begin to hear from God the same way as a 7-year-old as you can as a 30-year-old, 20-year-old, 60-year-old, whatever your age is. It's all the same. God might speak a little bit differently, but for us, It's about encountering God. How are we encountering Him in our week? How am I living my life wide open to the Spirit of God? I want to just list a couple things that the Holy Spirit does that is just so amazing. And it's so weird, and I wonder if we'd be okay with this today. Some of these things, anyway. In Judges 16, Samson had power from God. Do you guys remember? (laughs) In the hair. So it doesn't work for me. (laughs) Why? (laughs) There we go. I need you to lay hands on me. Actually, you know what? I am so cool with this, man. (laughs) I am so okay with this now. Once upon a time, I wasn't. But I got married, so it's all good now. (laughs) Another story. Samson had power from God. Don't cut your hair. What a weird, strange thing. In 1 Samuel 19, verses 23 to 24, it says that the Spirit came upon Saul to prophesy. So there was, it's like portals of like, God's presence would come, and you step into it, and you just start prophesying. Things would just begin to happen. Like what, why does God do it that way? I've just reserved myself to the fact that He's God and I'm not, and so I'm just cool with that. So however He wants to do those things, I'm just okay with. Exodus 31 verses 1 to 6. So when God commissions Moses, I want you to build a t- the a tabernacle and he gives him very specific instructions. And he puts his spirit upon this man. And supernaturally, he gets the ability to do these creative things, to build things, to make things, to work with different metals. Supernaturally. Can you imagine just waking up in the morning, you can't play the keyboard, and all of a sudden in the morning... You're just, you're singing on that thing. Just magically. You can just do it. The Spirit of the Lord's upon you, and bam, you can just do it. We roll into the New Testament in Luke 7, 11 to 16. There's, there's a dead man that gets raised at a, at a funeral. Jesus stops the funeral, says, hey guys, just hold up here. Can you imagine if we had a funeral going on right here? and we're all in mourning, and some dude rocks up and says, hey, guys, don't worry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for this guy in the coffin, and he's going to raise from the dead. Like, we'd be thinking, you rude, ignorant person. In our time of distress and mourning, you're coming in doing this? It'd be a strange thing, my friends. John 9, verse 6. Jesus makes these mud cakes to heal a person's eyes. In Mark 7, it's an interesting one. Mark 7, 31, there's a, there's a mute person and Jesus spits in his hand. He says, give me your tongue. We would think, you false prophet, get thy hands off of me in Jesus' name. Ha! You know, we would be doing whatever we could to ward this guy off. Like, what are you doing, you nut bar? Like, come on, do it reasonably. Like, be reasonable. Don't be so weird. Don't be so out there. Like, why? Like, that's disgusting. I don't want to get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I think when that man got healed, he, he wasn't overly concerned about the fact that the saliva of Jesus touched his tongue. Interesting, hey? In Acts 2, we see the Holy Spirit falls on people. They act drunk and speak in tongues. the way that the Spirit wants to move. In 1 Corinthians 12, we see all of these incredible gifts that the Holy Spirit pours out. And it says one and the same Spirit, one and the same Spirit moves in and through these things. It's an awesome thing to have the Spirit of God on the inside of us, guys. It is incredible. This has only happened one time that I know of personally, but... A couple of years back, we were in a worship time and uh, one of our staff afterwards, he asked me an interesting question. He goes, do you know how to speak Portuguese? And I said, I have no idea how to speak Portuguese. Random question. Why? Like, why? Why would you ask me that? And he goes, that's crazy. He goes, during worship, when you were speaking in tongues, you were literally speaking perfect Portuguese. And I said, wow, what was I saying? I was really interested. And he goes, this is what you're saying. Glory to God. 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 I wonder how often that happens. And we just never know about it. Had an incredible testimony coming out of in Brisbane. They were in India and they're doing door knocking. And... um, They were just basically telling people, hey, come to the church. We want to do dramas. We want to preach the gospel and come, you know, hear about the Lord Jesus. And so um, they they were collecting people to come for that Sunday. And um, they're out in the middle of nowhere, like in the boonies of of India where they do not speak English. And um, one of the staff says, hey, the student with me goes, man, what are the chances of this old lady coming towards us knowing how to speak English? And they're like, it is basically nil And she comes up and they said, well, we're going to go for it. So they just start speaking English. And with a very strong Indian accent, she spoke English. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's incredible. They preached the whole gospel to her. She got saved. And they said, please come on Sunday. So on Sunday, they're doing a church service. And uh, the YWAM interpreters, they see the old lady. She comes to them, points at the YWAM breezy guy and says, how does this guy know Hindi? She goes, no, 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 no he, he, he speaks English. He sees her and he's so stoked, comes straight over talking to her in English and she can't speak English. And he goes, what's going on here? And so they figured out, they said, as I spoke in English, you heard it in Hindi. As you spoke in Hindi, I heard it in English. And so God did this incredible transaction supernaturally, just like in Acts 2 when they were speaking in tongues. It was different languages and they all heard each other in their own language. God does amazing things. The Spirit of God, I think, wants to do so many more things that are just outrageous. If we would just be willing. If we'd be willing. If we'd be willing. And we, we have a way that seems right. And order is often what we kind of wrap all this around. We have an idea of what order looks like, but sometimes the order of God does not look like the order of man. And I'm not sure if you guys have ever been to a, like, actually really paid attention in graveyards. Not that I spent a lot of time there, but... (laughs) But there's some things that I've noticed, okay? You go into graveyards, and they're often pristine. The grass is cut, weed whacked, you know? The flowers that are dead, you know, if, if they're still hanging on the on the tombs and stuff like that, people get upset because they're like, that's, that's my loved one. Get that dead flower off there in Jesus' name and make that look nice and make this look nice. And I have found that it's, it's quite peaceful in those places. Quite pristine, you know. It looks quite ordered. And we look at that we go, wow, that, now that, that's order. That's what we need, peace. We need, we need like a peaceful place. We need peace and we need, it needs to look nice and it needs to be ordered, right? And then we have a whole other scenario. You're looking at a window and a door and you hear screams coming out of that door. And you're like, wow, these are like demonic curdles, man. You're like, wow. And we get our tongues on, and we're Kung Fu panning and we're doing whatever it takes to get that thing out of there in Jesus' name, deliverance. We read scriptures that kind of motivate us, you know, to, we're going to get that thing out. And then we get closer to that door. We we look in the window and there's just blood everywhere. And that just kicks it up a notch. Now we're, we're full on speaking in tongues and we want to deliver this demon in the name of Jesus, right? And then we take a step back and we look up and there's a sign that says birthing ward. What do we find in a graveyard, guys? Dead people. What do you find in a birthing ward? New life. New life. Isn't that crazy, hey? Sometimes we will fight. We'll fight to have order in the church. Order in my life. This is the way that God will move. That second scenario with the birthing ward, God designed that. It is chaos. We go, why would you do it that way, God? Why? 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 I just wouldn't do it that way. Well, you're not God, and you can have that convo with Him when you get up there, right? And I'm sure you probably won't want to have it when you see Him face to face. You'll be like, oh, it's cool, man. I get it. I get it. I get it. So the order of God in your life maybe needs to look a little bit different. How, how do we want the Holy Spirit to engage with our personal lives? What are we willing to do? Like, what if we could actually encounter God in different ways where he'd say, I want you to give away $1,000. I want you to give away (sighs) (sighs) $10,000. 10 grand? Dude, I worked hard for that. Let me challenge you what would you do would giving away 10 grand to get you more of god would that be worth it if we can lay down the love of money see at the level that you die is the level that he lives in and through your life we want the resurrection power but we're unwilling to die see the spirit of god wants to move mightily but we're still just living for ourselves, guys. It doesn't mean you're not a Christian. It doesn't mean you don't have a love for God. But the deeper things, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the communion with God, where we understand that my vocation, my money-making things that I do, they are not the most important. Buying the Lambo and the house and having the bank accounts full, as good as that can be, it is not the most important. It's got to be communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And this is where things get really uncomfortable. Because we're like, Are, would I be willing to lay that down? And that's a good question that each of us get to ask ourselves. Would I be willing to lay down that thing so that I could walk in the power of God? Walk in the fullness of God? Understand that my purpose on this planet is not just for making money. My purpose on this planet is to fulfill the call of God. To have Him at the forefront. Yay? (laughs) Sorry, you got something? Yeah. You guys okay? It's just so wonderful, guys. It's so wonderful. And I don't stand here tonight saying, hey, look, guys, I got this figured out. I'm, I'm fully dead. And, um, and he's, he's living in, in every area of my life. There is so much in my life that I am still just wrestling with and him revealing like, can you just die to that too? Can you just die to that as well? Because I do pray prayers like, God, I want more of you. I, I really do want to encounter God. I don't want to just show up to church, you know, every once in a while and go, I've, I've, done, I've done my bit. Like, honestly, if I'm living that way, I'd rather just be living in the world. That's just the truth. Like, what am I really living for? Am I living for God or am I still living for myself with a ticket that someday, hopefully, I'll get to heaven. Guys, let it be about the power of the Holy Spirit being released over your life right now, walking in communion with Him and deciding, I want to live for God. I want to live for Him. I might not know how, but I know someone who can teach you. He's the Holy Spirit. And if we fellowship with Him, just talk to Him. As simple as just talking. Like, God, would you help me? Boom, He's got you. Great. Now that I've got your ears, listen to this. Let me show you something. Begin to acknowledge. Acknowledge, like those small, still voice things, you know, the, the encounter when you hear that worship song and it hits you. Like, it, wow, thank you, God. Are you trying to say something to me through that? So, fellowshipping with God. It is a great thing, guys, and I've just been challenged more in this week, you know. I'm, I'm challenged every week with this, to be honest with you, because I can, I can really get caught up in um, just life. I can get caught up in life, as, as we all can, right? But I do want to see more, more power released. I want to see more power released in my life through the ministry that God has given me, where I'm not just naturally minded with everything, but I'm supernaturally minded when we pray for the sick, they recover. We, we go to the pro-athlete thing and say, I'm going to pick up prayer and fasting as well. You know, like taking away it. Away. Sorry? I'm getting carried away now. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, man, it's just, there's stuff that we can do that will allow you to die more. If you're struggling in an area that you just can't give up, selfishness in an area fast fast and pray fast and pray if you just can't get the breakthrough fast and pray with intent say God I want more of that I'm gonna fast and I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna sacrifice and I'm gonna hear your voice because I want more Sean
1: everyone being encouraged in a moment, I think we're going to end with you praying for us. Yeah. Especially those who want to receive the Holy Spirit. They feel like there's someone here. I'm not sure who it is, but that's between God and you guys. But when you were sharing, um, something came to my heart. You started with John 14. If you love me, it's the verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, one who is with you forever, the Spirit of the truth. whom the world cannot receive, uh, because they do not know him, he dwells with you and in you the great counsel. now it's not always glamorous and i want to share a kind of funny story <laughs> that actually happened yesterday and it's it just it shows you that god can empower you when you trust in the holy spirit can make you do things that are supernatural and I hope this doesn't take away in any way. But anyway, yesterday we, at the charity, I, I, I'm part of a charity in Southport, we had a new crew started. and knew it was about 15 odd people. And we gave like an encouraging word. And I was speaking just on this. I was talking about how the Holy Spirit can, he's in you and basically wants you to be Jesus' hands and feet. So in the Bible it talks about when you're loving on the poor, you know, Jesus says, when I'm sick, you came and visited me in hospital with <laughs> you. When I was hungry, you fed me. So I'm all on cloud nine with God, right? I'm all pumped up, everyone's pumped up, the team's pumped. <laughs> I go outside and there's a homeless man lying in front of the door so no one else can get it. And he has soiled himself and he is rotten drunk. And I tell you, that smell that I smell wasn't the smell that you smelled, before, <laughs> <didn't he? laughs> it was there. It was, it was, uh, and if you know, you know me and Dad, me and Mel, we have got the weakest stomach. <laughs> <like, every laughs>
0: so we're weak, I like, just cannot do it. And, and it was
1: funny, like, I immediately heard the very word that I gave that team. And I was like, this is what, I said, Jesus, Holy Spirit, how can I help this, this man? And we literally, I literally picked him up and took him into the shower. And it had to be Jesus' hands and feet. Like literally he was coming. He couldn't stand. It. So I had to shower a man. Wash him down, change his clothes. How I did not how I even got through that is insane. <laughs> um, and not me. Not something that I would actually do. That's a job I palm <laughs> off I'm not down for this. This is not what I signed up for. But then after after I did that and, and it encouraged it encouraged the team, the new people, you and I was just like, "Guys, that was not—that's not what I did. And that's just what, what Jesus, what well, the Holy Spirit had put on me to do something supernatural to that to that person. Mm-hmm. He actually came out of his, his drunken state, picked up his <laughs> his stuff, and just left afterwards. And Like you know, Jesus walked away. <laughs> and still, but I hope that encourages you that there's stuff that uh, that you might think is impossible now that God wants to do through. Yeah,
0: that. come on.
1: And, uh, like how with some proven proper uh, 12 stick program or some church building or whatever, um, but he will lead you. He will
0: lead you into all truth. Oh, so good, yeah. so good. That's awesome. Well, look, guys, I just wanted to come tonight just to encourage you guys, to encourage you with some testimony, with some thoughts that could hopefully provoke um, more for you.